0: you here present and social distanced and uh, mass and then uh good evening to all you at home joining us glad you could be with us as well uh merry christmas. Merry, christmas. merry christmas and uh you know somebody said this to me one year and I've always remembered ever since they said to me have a happy birthday He said what are you talking about happy birthday yeah, it's jesus birthday happy birthday so happy birthday yeah. happy birthday, yeah. happy birthday. Uh, it's it's uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Is it? Is, is your house all decked out and ready, or is it a mess? We're kind of in between. Some of the rooms at our house are like ready to go, and some of them, I wouldn't let you in. Wouldn't let you see them. Uh, so excited to be here with you guys and be able to do something. Uh, most importantly, able to worship and uh it's a reminder to us for me at least um the christmas season is is more than just giving gifts christmas eve service is more than just gathering or or doing christmas carols which we have to do right you have to do christmas carols on christmas eve um but it really is a worship experience and people sometimes we forget about that we, it's a social gathering we're having fun maybe we have a little uh, candy cane in your hot cider which you should do that right? Which, you know, by the way you can get over there but we forget sometimes that it's a worship experience um, sometimes most weddings I like to remind people yeah we're doing a ceremony but it's really a worship experience uh, we're thanking God for what he has done and that's what we're doing tonight and I would love for you to uh, join with me in the end of our Christmas gift series, the gifts of Christmas. And we've been uh, the last three weeks, the last three Sundays talking about the wise men's three gifts. And tonight we're going to wrap up and we're going to do that from Matthew chapter two. And so uh, you can just follow along. We didn't put anything in the bulletin or the program. Bryce, you could call it a program or the flyer or the handout. There's a lot of words you could use. So pick one. Um You can just follow along and hear the story. There's no fill-ins tonight, uh, but I do have a few points that I want to try and make to you. So enjoy, keep your hands warm with the warm drinks, and and listen along. Matthew chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes and the people, he inquired from them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and here's the quote from the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, Herod being the sitting king, who thought he was in charge, summoned the wise men and secretly ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. I said a minute ago that Tonight's a worship experience. I want to reiterate something I said past Sunday. Uh, even Herod knew what the proper response was supposed to be. Now, he wasn't telling the truth. He was telling a little fib or a big fib. He wanted to catch Jesus and put him to death. But he knew what he was supposed to say because he knew what our natural response was supposed to be to God. And that's the response of worship. I say like, go find him, search diligently, and because I want to worship him too. Verse 9, After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold gold frankincense and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. They knew what Herod's intention was, so they left because they wanted Jesus to be safe. They wanted him to continue to be worshipped. And that's what we do today. We do what the wise men started for us. Uh, You know, they started uh, worshiping Jesus by giving gifts and I know uh, for some of you uh, gifts is a big piece of Christmas I know it's a big piece of Christmas for me um, and we we, saw, we we many times we skip over the story of the wise men or we, we spend very little time on it um, but you know it, it's okay for us to think about it a little have fun with it maybe even joke about it I saw a cartoon this week it was a couple wise men standing there, in, you know, with Jesus and Mary, and they have a couple boxes with them. He says, "We have the gold and we brought the myrrh, but who's this guy?" And then standing next to them is Frankenstein. So they got it wrong a little bit, right? I thought that was really funny because I'm a little goofy, right? I'm getting older and I do dad humor. My kids say I'm very good at it, but it was ironic to me that the way they kind of missed the point, missed that word and misread it and made a joke out of it is the same way we do life, the same way we do Christmas, the same way we do gifts. And that's why three weeks ago we started this series on what child is this and what are the the Christmas gifts. We talked about frankincense, which is the actual word, uh, gold and myrrh and what they represented. The fact that they stopped got out of their treasures and gave, those three gifts were, signi- were severely significant. And we've covered those in the last three weeks, so I won't cover them tonight. But I want to ask you the question, is is Christmas really about gift-giving for you? These first wise men, that's, that's what they thought at the very first Christmas. They thought, you know, we should be giving gifts. No. Personally, I am grateful that gift-giving stuck. And we still have it. Because it's a great thing to do, see the value of other people and, and and get a gift. That's a wonderful thing. I remember being a young boy and thinking Christmas was about getting gifts. And I remember waking up in our house, our family house had an L-shaped uh, hallway. And and there were two, two threshold moments, two aha moments in our house. When you hit the L, the bend, of the hallway, you could kind of see down one one end of the hallway and then you could turn and see down the... from that spot you could kind of see things a couple directions, right? Kind of know what's going on. But when you got to the end of the hallway, You hit kind of the center of the house. You could see the front door. If the front door's open, you could see who's approaching the house. You could see into the kitchen. I can still picture this day. You could see the two entryways that go into the living room and the fireplace in the middle. And then you could see down the stairs, down into the lower level. I remember getting up on one Christmas morning as a young boy and hitting those two thresholds. And the first one didn't matter to me at all because it's just the bend in the hallway. But when I got to that second threshold and I got to the edge of the stairwell, I could see down the, down the walkway into the living room, the big Christmas tree, and Christmas presents underneath it. And it didn't get my attention because I peered down the stairwell and there was a brand new 10-speed bicycle. Shiny blue, I know some of you older types, you might remember, they had that plastic wrap that went around the handlebars. Uh, Some of us remember, too, that multi-speed bikes were kind of a new thing. They were fairly rare. And I was so excited. I was getting a brand-new 10-speed bicycle. And I remember thinking, this is what Christmas is all about. I'm here to tell you that that's that's not what it's about. As we get older and we learn... We get older like these wise men were older. They gave gifts, but it wasn't about getting a gift. It wasn't about Jesus getting a gift. That wasn't the point. I remember getting a little bit older. I had my first job, and I was getting to the point where, you know, maybe it's time I actually paid for a gift for Mom. You know, For all the years previous, Dad had fronted the money and bought something, and I put my name on a tag, and it went to Mom from me. But dad did all the work. Dad paid for it. And I remember at this point in my life, uh, well, mom and dad weren't living together. It was just the three boys, us three boys and my mom. And I was getting a a teeny little paycheck. I thought, what if I put some money together and I actually bought something for my mom? My Uncle Rich had donated a table to my mom. It was kind of a family table. It was one of these all wood tables and around the edge of the table was a little rim of wood, just about a quarter of an inch. And it was meant to be the border that held the big plate glass in the middle of the table. Over the years, that family table glass had been broken and shattered and thrown out. And we, we ate dinner on a table for years that had a little ridge right in the front. And you're always bumping your elbows and all this kind of stuff. And I remember being a young teenager thinking, what if I just bought the glass to put in that table? i measured it and figured it out. I went down to a glass company and asked them what type of glass should I be getting. We did all this work and then I had to figure out how to get the glass from the place to my house in the back of this little Toyota uh, four banger, two door pickup truck, Pull, pull it up to the glass place. And the guy's like, you're gonna put the glass in there? I said, well, I got some pieces of carpet to put underneath it. He said, if you break it, there's nothing we can do got the glass all the way home and now where do I store it? Because yeah, presents have to be a surprise, right? Gifts have to be a surprise. So I remember pulling my brother, my little brother David aside and said, Dave, we're going to put this huge piece of glass, we're going to put it underneath the mattress of your bed and then mom won't find it. And we, it sat there for like seven days and he tells the story to this day just being freaked out for like seven days. Wouldn't sleep on his bed, he'd sleep on the floor, he just didn't want to break it. I remember getting up Christmas morning and watching my mom confusingly reading the card that said take the tablecloth off the table and watching her pull that off and see this glass laid in this table and her realizing wow, my son finally figured out how to give a gift you know at that point I thought Christmas was about giving gifts and it is a little bit I mean Christmas is about ugly sweaters and right eating junk food and being around family. it's about all those things and although the wise men gave gifts I think what they were doing was showing that Christmas was more about receiving gifts or giving gifts you see they gave very specific gifts That meant for us to know and for all to know that we were to worship. Why? Because what they saw before them was the gift. You see, God was the gift. This baby wasn't the focus of the Christmas story. It wasn't that just prophecy had been fulfilled, it wasn't that the shepherds figured it out or the little drummer boy, one of my favorite characters. No, it was that God had shown up on the scene and everything was going to change now. You see, He was going to be the one giving gifts. Gift of freedom. Gift of understanding. The gift of forgiveness. Grace. How about the gift of knowing Him? Engaging with Him. That there is a system that he's the creator of, that you're a creation in that system, and that he's meant and always wanted for you to unwrap that gift. You see, one of the things you have to do with gifts, you have to wrap them, right? You got to put a bow or something, or you got to hide them, and then you give them a trail that they got to file to go find it. Why? Because there's got to be a little bit of effort on the part of the person receiving it. You know, Jesus is the exact same thing. I love this. And I know I'm a pastor and I don't went to seminary and I know some of you look at me and go, yeah, he's a little nerdy on the Bible stuff. I love this about all that. That God never forces us. He never opens the gift for us and says you have to take this. We're not puppets on a string. We have minds of our own we're like Pepsi calls us the the generation of choice. You have the opportunity to open that gift and recognize that God wants to show you all of the gifts of life, not just the ones that you can receive or give to one another. He wants you to see what He values and how other people can be valued, how you're valuable. That's the joy, is that on the cross, he would bear things for us, prove who He was, and give us a great gift. On Christmas Eve, of all times, have you ever opened that gift? Have you ever enjoyed that gift? Will you worship that gift and celebrate that gift in the way you treat your family tonight at dinner? and how you give gifts, receive gifts, and how you talk to people and enjoy what he was meant for you to experience that's what it's about not just about you getting a gift right right James apparently Frosty the Snowman gave his hat to you as a gift <laughs> Keep me up. yeah uh, we have to accept a gift and I, I hope um, that that will be something you think about for the rest of your life that God is the actual gift And we get to enjoy that and uh, experiment it, chase it in many, many ways from here on out. That's the joy, the hope, the love, the peace of Christmas. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for Christmas and thank you for all the things that come with it. I pray, Lord, that rather than those be a distraction, that they would actually draw our attention To the fact that it's meant to be worship. It's meant to be directed at you. That we could enjoy all the stories of Christmas. Because of the freedom, the protection, the provision. All the gifts that you give us. Lord, for some of us that were even here tonight. And some of our loved ones are still with us tonight. So I pray Lord and thank you for what we get to experience with you, Emmanuel. And so we thank you for the offering, Lord, that we're about to receive. Pray that you would bless it. And pray, Lord, that you would bless all of these families, both here and listening at home. Some may be listening a couple days from now. Bless them, Lord, for their pursuit of you.